Well, Lord, um, we in no way want to transition to some place where uh, talking points become the focus. Because talking points are not enough. I pray that today we would experience what Paul declared in 1 Corinthians 2, 3, 4, and 5. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Lord, we love you. And we love your church because we know you love your church and we want to be like you. (laughs) But in the midst of that, we also understand you're at work in your church and there's some things you're adjusting. And we just say, Lord, help us to make those adjustments and step into a deeper place of understanding who you are, who we are, how we're to function together and be the body of Christ that carries the anointing of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. I am thrilled about the season we're about to step into. Uh, I had a ridiculous encounter with the Lord um, that I I feel like just needs to give room to what uh, we're going to talk about today. So we're all exploring, you know, what is this next season supposed to look like? And um, (laughs) we're going to hear some of this today. We're going to learn more about this. It's going to be a focus for many months, to be honest with you. Uh, How that looks, I'm not sure, but I just, it's so deep and so vast. But there are principles of the kingdom that we have celebrated and focused on so much in particularly the Western world church that we have thought what we believe is actually the main focal point in the kingdom of God. And what we believe is vitally important, don't misunderstand, the foundation of our beliefs and the basis of our theology has to be solid, rock solid. But it's not so much about what we believe as much as it is about how we behave. It's the principles that actually make room for the practices when we begin to follow the ways of Christ, we literally start practicing the ways of Jesus. I, last year, started thinking, I wonder what kind of music Jesus liked to listen to. Like, he would listen to music. Uh, third day wasn't around yet. <laughs> you don't know who third day is, huh? <clears throat> Everybody under 40 is wondering what I'm talking about. <clears throat> And so I just went back and started listening to some, you know, really ancient Jewish Hebrew style uh, music. And I just uh, just thought, I I wonder what his life was really like, his practices. And, And how many of you would agree with me if we really got honest, our lives don't bear the resemblance of the life of Jesus when he walked this earth the way they really should. How many of you would agree with that? The thing that the world struggles with is not who Jesus really is. The thing that the world struggles with is who the church is and the way we've represented that. 
and like the world is going to come to know him. You, you realize there's a great revival that the Bible prophesies is going to take place. Not only Jew uh, Gentiles that are uh, lost, but Jews who don't know the Messiah has come. They're going to come to know the Lord. This is coming. Uh, this is happening. Can I get an amen? <clears throat> we're together on what we're saying. Let's be unified in some of these declarations. When you sense the anointing on a statement being made, declare that amen. That means yes, so be it. Uh, we're agreeing. We're calling that down out of the office that the Lord has provided for us. We want to release something of God's kingdom in the earth. And so these practices are really important. And one of the practices that we're going to really focus on a lot is understanding the Sabbath, the most neglected commandment of the Ten Commandments that you probably, many people, many Christians may not even realize it's a commandment. It's one of the Ten Commandments. But what is the Sabbath and what does that look like? And I'm not, you know, I'm not here to say I've figured this out at all. We're exploring this as a family. And last night we did something kind of interesting. And I know Sabbath is Friday, uh, you know, if you technically get down to it, but uh, Friday doesn't work for me, and so uh, I, I love the idea of a Sabbath concept that includes Sunday morning because that's our gathering to worship as a part of the Sabbath expression. I, I know that may not actually fly theologically in your book, um, but how many of you know the Lord will work with whatever we give him to work with, and then he'll straighten it all out after we make a little, uh, I just love it, Peter, you know, chopped off the ear, and Jesus didn't say, you idiot, why'd you do that? He just grabbed the ear, he fixed it, and he's like, oh my, <laughs> Peter. And so, you know, just give him something to work with. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm giving him something to work with. And so last night I thought, you know what? There's something about the Sabbath where there's a lighting of a candle and a, a prayer that's actually prayed, a specific blessing. And so um, I got, I've been excited uh, about a candle and I had this broken candle and, and Tracy was on me about, you know, it's going to leak wax this way. So I put a plate under it and, and then I put tape on it. It was just pathetic as it could be but you know my heart was right and so uh, I was so excited and like I played a song there's a specific song I want us to play and light that candle on Saturday at 6 p.m. and we as a family stood around that and it was like I don't know something was unlocked we had a, a guest in our home who knew the Sabbath prayer and so I said hey would you pray the Sabbath prayer and so she she prayed it in English and then she prayed it in Hebrew it was beautiful I mean it was really amazing and I'm just standing there realizing like something significant has happened and, and <clears throat> the candle's burning, and, and the next morning, this morning, I got up, and I actually took this picture out of my uh, quiet time. I blew the candle out when I went to bed, and then I, 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 I lit the candle this morning when I was reading uh, my Bible. <clears throat> and if you could zoom in on my Bible with the candle behind it, it's Leviticus chapter 23, and that's my reading in my turn the page. You know, every day we turn the page, and somehow we land on things that seem to have significance. Guess what my reading was about in Leviticus 23? Sabbath. And I sat there, and I thought to myself, that's a coincidence. That's probably not coincidental. Isn't it amazing when we walk with the Lord? How many coincidences start to happen? <clears throat> so, I want to encourage you in something. As we start to explore this, there's not a right or wrong way. Uh, the danger in talking about practices is we get into legalism, and we don't want to get there. We want to leave everybody in their pursuit of the Lord, the heart of Jesus, and it's going to look different in everybody's life, and we're not going to try and you know get uniformity of everybody do this, and... And that's hard for me because I'm really good at getting a rhythm. And I always talk about turn the page. And I am asking, if you've not done turn the page, then I would ask you this year, just try it. 
Uh, I realize everybody has different reading and, and you know, different things you may do in Scripture, uh, but, but I'm navigating through all of that myself. But we're going to do something um, Christmas Eve. We'll do a Sunday morning Christmas Eve gathering. That morning, regular service time, gathering, 1030. Join us for 10 a.m. prayer if you can make it, and 1030. And typically we do a, a, like a Christmas Eve evening candlelight or something like that. But we're actually ordering these candles. And they look like this. Uh, and those are being shipped here. We're going to have those to hand out to you Sunday morning, Christmas Eve. And we're going to ask you to, in your homes, create a special moment around that particular candle uh, as a Christmas Eve emphasis in your homes. And what you're going to learn, <clears throat> what you're going to figure out as we talk about this more and more, is the ministry center, you can take that down, the ministry center for the Jews is always the home. Did you realize that? Lighting the menorah, I mean, doing the different things. The ministry center is always the home. The ministry center for Christians tends to always be the church. And I believe that we need to get back to an anchored disposition of what we read in Scripture that actually you can't go to church because you are the church. We gather as the church so we can go be the church everywhere we go. We bring God's presence to real life. Like, I don't know if you're thinking, if I could just get my coworkers to come to church, like, go, just go be church to them. Like, just go love them and love them well. Pray for them, and if the Lord puts anything on your heart, just encourage them and, and do it with no strings attached. I mean, just go be church. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. The church stepping into some of these practices, these ancient practices, and we're going to look at some of them today. These ancient practices are tried and tested and proven to awaken the anointing in the hearts and lives of believers. It's happened throughout the ages. It's been the basis of the great awakenings that have taken place. And it's what God wants to do in this next hour of the church. Are you ready to go there? There's something different about my life in the last year. And it's this. <laughs> Just getting more in the space of understanding the significance and the importance has really transformed. I mean, there are just things about me that are different. And I made this statement this past Wednesday night as we were welcoming folks into the family and celebrating those who serve all the time so well. And I made this statement. I want to make this statement again. I want you to amen it, to receive it over your life after I say it. You will not be the same person one year from today that you are right now. You will not be the same person. We're stepping into a new year. We're going to learn about a new normal, and it's going to produce a new you. And it is God's will that we be transformed into the image of Christ more effectively than we've ever been before. He is accelerating this transformation dynamic that actually exists within us as we begin to cooperate in his presence and his anointing then begins to do a work. And suddenly we just, um, you know, it's amazing, but domestic abuse goes down. 
when Jesus is injected into a community. Crime goes down when Jesus is injected into a community. Drug abuse and alcohol abuse and addictions of every kind, pornography, they begin to be broken the more Jesus is injected into a community. We receive that now. We become more loving, we become more giving, we become more serving, we become more aligned to be who he's called us to be. <clears throat> so, it's funny, the, the title today is Talking Points Just Aren't Enough. And as I was praying about this, I kept thinking, like, I've got all these great talking points <laughs> for a message about how talking points just aren't enough. And, and even this morning, I was just wrestling with it, or if, if I were AT, I'd be wrestling with it. <laughs> but I, I, I was trying to figure out, by the way, we just uh, bless AT and Christian. They are ministering in one of our network churches this morning. One of our network churches is going through an incredibly difficult time. We've been involved with lawyers and uh, even community meetings and so forth that are going on. That pastor and his family have come under great attack. And so um, we were able to send somebody from this house to go and minister to that family this morning. So what a beautiful expression of God's kingdom. <clears throat> so, Father, we just bless Lifeway Church. We bless Pastor Terry and Tanya. We bless Pastor A.T. and Kristen. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you've called us to and encouraging each other uh, as the body of Christ. And we agree right now, um, even right now as he's taking the, the stage and speaking, Lord, let your anointing just flow powerfully. That would break a yoke of bondage. And, and, and I just I hear the Lord saying a stupor of confusion is being completely uh, destroyed in that community even as a result of their gathering as a church family. Thank you, Father, for um, the assignment that we have that's beyond the four walls. Our gathering in this room actually is making an impact in our community. So help us, Lord, as the church to begin to grow in that understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. <clears throat> We're really not going to get through this if y'all don't quit interrupting me. <laughs> My opening is... Talking points are just not enough. Talking points are just not enough. So Lord, would you help us to listen to you even in the way we walk this out today? And um, if we don't have your anointing, we really aren't even interested in just doing a religious thing. We, want, we really want to know what it is to come together and grow together as a family who is hungry for the kingdom of God to invade our hearts and transform our homes and the lives around us everywhere we go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <clears throat> Talking points just aren't enough. The deeper reality of eternity. The deeper reality of eternity. Do you live your life in light of eternity? legitimately think about the answer to that. Do you live your life 
in light of eternity? Do you structure your schedule around the things that really matter to God? The things that are going to matter after we're gone from this life? <clears throat> Talking points just aren't enough. The deeper reality of eternity is understanding that God wants to teach us. And please hear this. God wants to teach us how to shift things in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2. I, didn't, uh, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. Paul, who had the entire Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, memorized. Do you understand? Like, nobody can even imagine what that is. He was so accomplished. And what did he say? I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching was not to showcase how smart I am, how brilliant I am, or how well-constructed a message can be when I'm invited to speak. But my message came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Do you sense that right now? Do you sense the Spirit of God awakening something in you under the sound of my voice, under the sound of the anointing that actually exists in the room? He's awakening it within you right now. It's a demonstration of the Spirit's power. It's more than just a chat. It's more than just a conversation that inspires. It's the Spirit of God that empowers. And we walk out of a gathering like this changed and different because we've encountered God. Because talking points just aren't enough. The deeper reality of eternity is understanding God wants to teach us how to shift things in the Spirit. Not merely by conversations with people, but because we understand what it is to live in a state of conversation with God. Not just spending time with God, having our devotion, but actually developing intercessory skills as sons and daughters of God who carried the anointing of the Holy Spirit that actually has the power to shift entire regions of a spiritual atmosphere around us. How is it that in days of old, you know, we think it's not been that, uh, that long, Smith Wigglesworth, uh, how is it that Smith Wigglesworth could step onto a streetcar and in the streetcar, never say, hey, you all need Jesus. He just stood there. But because he carried the anointing of God in such a profoundly significant way, his presence was permeating the very presence of God. And in that streetcar, without a word ever being spoken, people began to be broken. People began to weep. People began to say, I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what's come over me. The whole streetcar begins to be completely broken in the presence of God and he leads everybody in the streetcar to Christ as a result of God's presence invading that moment. That's who you and I are. Do you have faith to believe that every room you walk into is being invaded by God Almighty? That's what he wants to introduce the world to. People that are so full of power yet can be entrusted that kind of power because they walk in such humility. 
Talking points just aren't enough. We have to move from the concept of Christ to the conception of the Messiah being awakened within us that actually carries the power to transform the world around us. And so what we read about in Scripture in this particular season, Jesus is here. And he got here through a progression of awakening something in humanity so that he could inject deity into humanity in a way that you and I would actually be one-third you understand, we are like one-third power of the Holy Ghost exists within us. One-third of us is like unstoppable. Yeah. The, the, uh, another third of us is like trying to figure it out. It's your spirit, your soul. Your soul is like your mind, your will, emotions. And you're like, I know that power is there, but the other third of you, your flesh. Anybody have a flesh? And that middle third is like looking to the flesh and looking to the spirit saying, we can do this. And then look at the flesh and go, we can't do this. And then look at the spirit and say, I think we can. And then we look at her and say, I don't think we can. I mean, this is us. Renew your mind to the word of God and the truth of his word that your spirit might be strong. Stop feeding your flesh. Learn to feed your spirit. Walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit that will break the yoke of bondage not only in your life but in the lives of those around you. Romans 12, 2, through the renewing of our minds, we are transformed into the image of God. And when we renew our minds to his word, then we'll be ready to test and prove the perfect will of God. What they're saying is I'm standing in the middle with this third, and I'm neglecting the flesh. I'm starving the flesh by fasting and praying. I want to ask you in the first 40 days of the year, begin to prepare yourself with a New Year's revelation of that which is ahead, taking those 40 days and actually really devoting those 40 days in many respects. But one of the things I'm going to ask you to do is purpose some type of stomach-related fast. What I mean by that is it's great to fast social media, it's great to fast, you know, something else, but, but there's so many parallels to the stomach that we read about in Scripture. I want to ask you, fast sugar, fast, you know, fast something, and don't like fast Brussels sprouts, you know, fast something that's going to cost you something. <laughs> Some, I, I know one person that would, never mind. And so... I would invite you, just let's starve the flesh, let's feed the Spirit, let's become inclined to be awakened to the things of the Spirit, and we'll walk in a greater measure of that which God has called us to walk in. We'll be discerning that which is compelling to light a candle and begin to celebrate Sabbath, and coincidentally, wake up the next morning in the progression of our reading, and we're reading about the very thing we were experiencing the night before. You'll be hearing the Lord talking to you, and then the next day, or, or maybe that morning in prayer, you hear the Lord speaking something to you about somebody, and then all of a sudden, coincidentally, that person then will actually have the need that the Lord named while you were in a time of prayer. This becomes normal Christian living. This is getting in a place of quietness for, with the Lord and practicing what it is to be calibrated to the Spirit that we might truly be the intercessors God has called us to become. I don't want to make you more church-like. I want to make you more Christ-like. I'm not against the church. I love the church. I, I know people sometimes like... I'm always talking about the church because Jesus really wants the church 
to understand the church is his hope for the earth. He's our hope. We're his hope. And we ain't much, but we're the best he's got. And he's mightily at work at waking us up to understand who we truly are, how to carry that out. So to begin my message today, (laughs) conception comes from the root word concept. Having the concept of Christ is not enough. We need the conception of the Messiah awakening something within us that will actually be seeded and deposited and cause us to grow. I'm not talking about being powerful enough to believe for your parking spot at the front whenever you're pulling into a parking lot and some elderly person is having to park at the back because you're believing God for the front. Do you understand how selfish we've become? It's like, God, help us. This is moving from this mere concept to conception. And this is what happened with Mary in Luke chapter 1. Jesus is here, but Jesus had to come and be awakened within her, spiritually, physiologically, in order to be born. The Word made flesh. The concept through conception began to model the practices that actually released the anointing that you and I might carry This ancient anointing, boy, I feel the presence of the Lord so powerfully today. Luke 1, 31, you will conceive, concept, conception, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Let there be conception within us, Lord, we pray. More than just the concept of Jesus, but a conception of the Messiah being awakened within us that actually has the power to transform the world around us in Jesus' mighty name. Just put your hand just kind of on your, wherever you believe your spirit would be, just right in the center of your existence. Lord, I, I pray that more than just the concept of Jesus we would be awakened to this true conception of the Messiah that is awakened within us in such a way it carries the power to transform the world around us beyond our wildest imagination in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We are called to be fruitful and multiply. And you cannot do that when you have concept without conception. Do you understand? There's something deeper God wants us to move into and talking points just aren't enough. The concept of prayer, I can explain prayer, we can talk about prayer, I can give you ways to pray, but the concept of prayer is not the same thing as the conception of intercession. And until you get alone and you begin to declare with the words of your mouth and an attitude of your heart in Jesus' mighty name, until you get in that place where conception of of intercession starts to happen within you, then prayer just remains a distant concept that you're not practicing, and I, I mean, I, I, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I, I'm a wreck right now. I'm just telling you, I'm a wreck. I am undone. Just, I don't even feel like I can talk to you openly about what the Lord's been 
doing with me in regard to prayer because it's just almost discouraging. But what it is is a dismantling that's actually coming with, uh, and I'm starting to see it now, a, a remantling to take me into a deeper place than I ever understood could exist. But I couldn't go there because somebody could preach me into it. I had to go there because I learned to pray into it. And only when you pray into places you can't be preached into are you going to go to the deeper place God desires for you to be. This is why this season of the kinesthetic learner uh, is such an important revelation for us. The, kin- the bride of Christ is a kinesthetic learner. You know, the kinesthetic learner. That was me in school. I understand this all too well. I sit in the chair, and, and I'm, they say, sit on your hands. And I would sit on my hands, and then I would start doing my shoulders. And, and then, you know, anytime the teacher looked away, I would start saying something to another kid because I was a kinesthetic learner. I didn't learn very well just by listening to you. I didn't learn very well just by watching you write it on the chalkboard. When you turn around and write on the chalkboard, that was my ticket to have fun. I learned when the teacher got me involved in one plus one is two and two plus two is four that i could do the kinesthetic learner has to be actively engaged in order to learn well the body of christ is a kinesthetic learner she's been sitting on her hands for way too long she's been told sit down be quiet let the gifted people get up and do the work it's time for the church to wake up it's time for the church to rise up it's time for the body of christ to become who god's called the body of christ to come Therefore, Matthew, just turn to Matthew chapter 28. I want you to see this in your Bible. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 19. Page number 1,877. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You're going to hear me say this very thing I'm about to tell you over and over and over over the next year. I'm just warning you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I commanded you. I left out two important words. Did you catch it? Verse 20, and teaching them everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus didn't say, teach them everything I have commanded you. Very importantly, Jesus said, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Not teach them to understand, teach them to obey. Not give them concepts but let there be conception. Not just talk about principles, but let's talk about some practices. Practices that are tested and proven over generations to awaken something of the anointing of God within you as sons and daughters of God. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Everywhere we go, We bring God's presence to real life. Are you starting to get this? I mean, it's just like the Lord's waking us up. And I I was just thinking this through this week and praying into it, and I was like, man, that's really good, Lord. But what about that verse? Like, then you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It sounds pretty conceptual. It sounds pretty, you know, precept. 
Then you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's John chapter 8, verse 32. Then you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So I just went a little deeper and looked at this verse and evaluated the verse before it. And guess what I found? It's the practice, actually, that sets you up for the principle. Let's read it together, starting verse 31. Would you just read it with me out loud? To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching. Wait. This, this if you hold to my teaching. This is putting principles into practice. If you hold to my teaching, let's pick up, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. <coughs> What I'm figuring out is in the kingdom of God, we have tried to convince the body of Christ that she is supposed to believe her way into behaving. How many of you are better at believing than you are at behaving? Can I get an amen? We've tried to convince the church that we are supposed to believe our way into behaving and we keep tampering with beliefs. We keep focusing with beliefs. We keep giving all these talking points and all these concepts and all these ideas and all these principles, but talking points are not enough and principles need to lead to practices and the practices need to be substantiated and you really aren't supposed to believe your way into behaving. You're supposed to behave your way into believing. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. How many of you know believing in your heart is not enough? There's a practice. Confess with your mouth. Yes. It initiates the very thing right up front. I get it, I do something. I get it, I do something. How many of you are growing a revelation of prayer? Oh, I'm just going to take that as a silent affirmation. How many of you want to grow in a revelation of prayer? We all want to grow in a revelation of prayer. What we don't need is more talking points about prayer. What we need is action points. Get in a place to pray. Light a candle. Do something. Turn on some music. Get some coffee. Just get before the Lord and listen and pray. Write down whatever you're sensing God might be saying. The atmosphere of God's kingdom doesn't come merely from understanding principles. Principles without practice are concepts without conception or hearing without doing and faith without works is dead. So that's why you'll see on your seat, and I'm going to ask you to take these. Awake and engage. 2024 New Year's Revelation. Awake and engaged. I want to encourage you this week, or this week particularly, but over the course of the coming year, let's begin to pray for each other in this regard. Lord, wake us up spiritually. Help us to be engaged. We want to be awake to the truth and the principles, but we want to be engaged in the reality of the practices. And so not going to go into all of it, but take this card with you, and you'll see on the back, then we have our five core values. We'll talk about those the first 40 days of the year like we always do, only this year we're introducing not only core values that are the principles we believe, we're going to introduce core practices that align with the core values that are the principles that we know God's asked us to rehearse. 
So you can see those, those core engaged. We're awake to the principles. We're engaged to the practices. And so those uh, practices are, are going to be Sabbath and service. And we'll explore these together on week one. And then fasting and scripture, two practices to go with each principle. Engage simplicity and generosity. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, and then solitude and community. Very important that we understand how those two fit together. This is all the progression of our five core values in the form of core practices. And finally, the last one, once again, we'll revisit Sabbath. We'll start with Sabbath, we'll end with Sabbath, and table. And I believe the Lord wants to awaken a lot in all of this. I want to say this statement again. The atmosphere of God's kingdom doesn't come from merely understanding principles. Principles without practice, this concept without conception or hearing without doing and faith without works is dead. I'm going to ask if the worship team will come. Talking points just aren't enough. How many of you believe it? I can tell my wife that I love her and I should. But if that talking point isn't expressed with some form of practice where she can see the demonstration of what I say that I believe, then our relationship is going to be lacking. Talking points just aren't enough. Sound, uh, the, the staff, we've spent a lot of time on this and that's kind of where those, talk, those uh, practices came out of. And, um, and we've been putting some of that into practice, just kind of getting a feel for it. What do we do? How do we, how do we help others get this? How do we help you know, each other get it? And, and, you know, you get the publication, and now you see it, and, and it's like, wow. You, 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 might, you might think to yourself, man, he knows what he's talking about. I promise you I don't. I promise you this is the beginning of a journey of a long way of growing and developing and understanding and comprehending. And that's why I want to ask you this week particularly, begin reflecting on these core practices. Will you take that card home? Like, make sure you take that with you. Put it in your purse or in your Bible, in your pocket, but take that home. Put it somewhere. We're going to have more of those available. We're going to keep reiterating those for everybody to be able to look at. Uh, but begin reflecting on these core practices that are born from core values and ask God to give us all wisdom and revelation as we learn to walk this out. I desperately need wisdom to be able to lead as a part of the teaching team. We really need wisdom to be able to lead into this in a way that doesn't produce the misnomer of legalistic disposition or conclusion or I want you to do what I have done and I have found this, so you need to do this and this is now whatever, that's not what we need. This is what we need. You, you wanna see this is what we need. Lord, would you lead, guide, and direct each and every one of us as well as all of us together as a family as we grow in a deeper revelation the talking points are not enough. There have to be practices that we step into where we literally behave our way into a deeper belief system because revelation comes as we step in this place of walking by faith. Come on, let's stand together.
I think we're going to sing make room. I will make room for you. I will make room for you. I will make room for you. What that means is the things that God says are important, our loving, our serving, our giving, our gathering, the things that God says are important, we're going to sacrificially give ourselves to those things, not casually, not comfortably, but sacrificially. I will make room. There's some things, Lord, that have tried to take over your throne. Though we would never deny Christ, we do dethrone him on a regular basis when we allow things to invade in the realm of priorities that are not kingdom priorities in our lives. So, Lord, we just want to say we want to make room. It begins first by coming to the foot of the cross. And we say, Jesus, thank you that you came. Jesus is here. You came. You lived. The way you lived really mattered and really matters today. You modeled for us the life you call us to live. And then you were mercilessly, brutally beaten, whipped, crucified, suffering agonizing pain, bleeding every drop of blood out of your body down that cross soaking into the cursed earth reversing the curse into a blessing to all that would put our hope and our confidence and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ the blood of Christ then begins to speak on our behalf as we surrender to you after you died you came back to life And with absolute confidence, we say, Jesus is here, stirring our hearts to have greater understanding of all you've called us to. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus said, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you'll be saved. If you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father who's in heaven. If you've not prayed to receive Christ before, you've not started down that pathway, the journey of following Him, then I would invite you to make that decision right now. It's not complicated. It doesn't require a magic formula, specific prayer. It's just a response. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is Lord. Come on, everybody who would agree with that declaration, why don't you give him praise? Let's just say it. Lord, we declare it now. You are alive. I thank you that you came to deliver us from our sin, to take us into a place of the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask if our elders, uh, once a month we present our elders so that you know who our elders are of this church family, and I'm going to ask them to be available for you to come and receive prayer. If you've received Christ today, if you'd just like us to pray with you about anything at all, then I'm going to invite you to come. But the elders, Jim and Diana Howard, Jason and Heather Shiflett, Ryan and Gina Perry, Derek and Crystal Wilson, Dave and Lauren Fulford, Wade and Jennifer Moore. 
we just set our faith in agreement with you today. If there is anything we can agree with you about, if you're believing for somebody's salvation, let's agree for that. If you just say, I'm hungry for more and I don't know how to go there, we want to pray with you about that. We may not have all the answers, but we can sure help you get in touch with the one who does, and he'll lead, guide, and direct every step of the way as we walk this out. Come on, let's, let's take the song we're going to sing and make some room. Just make room for him to do what he desires. <laughs>